This episode was sponsored by The Bean Workshop. The Bean Workshop is a bookish shop that sells officially licensed merchandise from authors such as Sarah J. Maas, Allie Hazelwood, and Scarlett St. Clair, as well as indie authors including our very own Juliana Smith and Amanda Chaperone. Min was nice enough to provide a discount code to our listeners, so if you head over to her shop, you can save 10% store-wide if you use the code HEARTBREAKERS10. And don't forget to follow Min on Instagram at The Bean Workshop. Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. Uh, Jules may possibly be joining us at some point, but she's not currently here. Sailor's having a bad night, unfortunately. But we are joined tonight, today, tonight, this episode, whatever, by <laughs> Sarah Holly. So say hi. Hi, I'm Sarah Holly. Um, <laughs> I'm an author of uh, A Witch's Guide to Fake Dating a Demon, which is my debut fantasy rom-com. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. And it has the cutest cover ever. I love it. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's like, I love that vibe. Like, it makes me think of the um, What You Gonna Do cover, too, where it's mm-hmm. got, like, the couple in the middle and then all kinds of Uh like you know easter eggs around it and stuff i love that cover yeah oh have you seen india holton's covers yes oh my god i love her covers madison's obsessed with her so yes in general i have them on my shelf (laughs) yes i can't um, wait to have yours on my shelf I'm excited. I just got my books in the mail today, actually, um, from Berkeley. They were oh, I I left them at the office, but I've got one here, an arc. Oh so it doesn't gosh. have the back, but they're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. It's so pretty. I love it. And I've got the um the UK version I do have here. Ooh, and oh. that comes out what next Thursday, the, right? Yep, the ninth. And so oh, this oh is Oh my the, gosh, gosh, I like it even more. Do I need both of them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm really happy I have both of them. It's so, this so like pretty. Sh- it was shiny. I was like, holy the, Oh my gosh, the shiny. colors of it. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I just feel very lucky that both of them are are so gorgeous. Yeah, that is, that's super important. We, I mean, people always tell you not to judge a book by a cover, by its cover, but you do. You do. Everybody you, does. That's like, I mean, it's like kind of the point of having a cover. Otherwise, yeah, it like if you like don't, a blank thing. The cover sells the book <laughs> because people, if it's going to look like, if it doesn't look interesting, people aren't going to pick mm-hmm. it up. It's oh, not- have you seen, um, this is something I uh, just read, actually. Um, this Spells Disaster by Tori Ann Martin. Have you seen that cover? It's a, a queer, witchy romance. And oh, oh, it's beautiful. The colors, the illustration. Now I'm going to look at it. Now I'm looking at it now. Oh my gosh, it is beautiful. Isn't it? I <gasps> Well, you can't see the faces, but. But it's really well illustrated. Um, and like, I just love the colors and like. They both and the so characters, oh it they, says drink up witches. I love uh-huh. this. <laughs> and the, the characters are gorgeous. Uh-huh. I love this. That's so yeah. cool. I love how many illustrated covers have uh, like completely different styles. You have so many different yes. artists that bring their own spin to it. It's great. Yeah, it's so fun. Lenny Kaufman is one that I'm a big fan of. I think we yes. all she yes. her people especially are gorgeous. Yeah, and Every I think she I, did um what you're gonna do, I think was one of hers. Yeah, yeah, it is, which that makes sense. But I heard every time I see another one of her covers, I just like can't get over her faces. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of hers, her work. And I'm a big fan of our cover designer too, because we all use the same one. So. Oh, I haven't seen your covers. 
Oh, well, Madison will oh. be the easiest one minor back there, but. I know. I'm so jealous that like people who have a bookshelf that looks really nice just sitting behind them. Like, that's ooh, one. I like that. Cute. Um, yeah, I have this one like half size bookshelf. So if I were to have it as a backdrop, I'd have to be sitting on my floor very <laughs> awkwardly. Um, so I, a, I admire the backdrop. Mine has a full wall. For the boys. Oh, that's my my debut. Uh, you should um, have OTL in there somewhere too. I don't know where it is. It might be on my shelf right now. That's fine. Is it just, you know, my stack of books that I have uh-huh. to replenish my bookshelf with every week? I'm really bad. I like I have book book books of stacks. Stacks of books <laughs> all that I just like carry around the house and then I just stack them on my desk and then every week when it's time to podcast, I have to move my book stack back onto the shelf. But I didn't do that today. So here's my Oh, that's a stack of books. Stacks. What's yeah. that one that's tabbed right there? What do you think is it, it is? Is it you deserve each other? You know it. Okay. Oh, here's on the line. Speaking of, oh, there's OTL. Mm-hmm. My second born. Read this twice this week, so uh, I couldn't wait to chat about that. I love that book so much. I just love Emily Henry, quite frankly. I mean, oh, I just have so many good listen, books in this The staff. new Throne of Glass paperbacks are stunning. Mm, that's that's funny because when the covers first came out, you said you didn't like them. Man. I hated them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but guess what? Now I own a full set. So there's that. Yeah. I'm going to work my way up to the full set. Cause I don't, I don't need to drop all that money all at once. Yeah. It was <laughs> a, it was a sizable chunk of money, <laughs> but it's fine. It's worth it. And then Energy Moss has all my money. And then mm-hmm. Tetris trying to get them all on the same shelf as my hardcovers plus my collector's edition that was an adventure sarah are you a sarah j moss fan i am um i am so so what's your what's your favorite series of hers um uh, the court of thorns and roses one is Mm -hmm. my favorite um actually i haven't started the crescent city series i actually just picked it up uh from a bookstore so that's that's my next exploration oh my gosh mads and i could talk about sjm for hours and we do and then kelsey and juliana have to gently remind us that we're not a sarah j moss podcast and (laughs) i'm doing a throne of glass reread right now too so Uh it's making me very happy they've been trying to get me to finish she hasn't finished right now she missed fury yeah, she read the first one and she well, won't you... finish Miss and Fury. Wait, Miss and Fury is the best one though. Thank you. She's literally oh, like two chapters away from the end. Oh my god. Although I have there. been I have been reading A Court of Silver Flames for like the last eight months. Like oh I my gosh. I know. I know. <laughs> it I makes me feel so much better. It's one of those things where I I plowed through a whole bunch of it and then got over halfway through and then you get distracted and then you're like, oh, like that's a big book and my brain feels small tonight that's then... literally kelsey so <laughs> and if you're a mood reader it makes everything more difficult you know yeah yeah, yeah. this is true like speaking of, we, when we do recent reads i'll explain yeah. and i'll explain of, my predicament right now. speaking of mads let's do recent reads so go ahead okay <laughs> okay well i have been when did we record last february 19th okay so it's been a while because today is march 2nd so um let's see here okay our listeners probably so i think don't since care, then but... i've read i did a re these are well 
Okay, I did a reread of Every Summer After, a reread of Beach Read, uh, then I read Love Theoretically, Book Lovers, and then I read People We Meet on Vacation twice. In the last, I love week. that you read People We Meet on Vacation twice. That's my favorite. Okay, see, here's lovers. the thing. Um, I remember when I first, I think, Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation were like right book, wrong time. Because I remember when I first read them, like two years ago or whenever they came out. I was like, yeah, this is good. But I was just like, eh, I feel like everyone's obsessed with them and I don't understand why. I was just like, this is good. And then I reread reread them last week and I was like, wow, I understand why everyone's obsessed with them now. Um, because I was really in the mood for beach reads. Um, and now I'm in a real big predicament because that's all I want to read. And I've run out of like fluffy rom-com beach reads and all that's left are like, Beach reads about 40 year old women who just recently got divorced and now they're finding themselves. At a I can't home. wait it's until like, you pick up an Ellen Hildebrand novel. Basically, oh. Ellen Hildebrand, which is. I'm not going to read that though, because I don't like those kinds of I've read those kinds of books before. Listen, but it's not just about like the mom finding herself after a divorce. There's like. See, I think Madison would really like. There's like the four million storylines in every one of her books. And there's like young people, old people, like. They're so good. They're so I don't, good. I don't love all the different storylines, though. I want it I don't, to be simple. I don't like you right now. <laughs> I feel like you would like the Hotel Nantucket because it's it's like an omniscient view. It's told from the point of a ghost. It's so good. Oh yeah. my god! Wait. Okay. I love I love ghost romances. Is does the ghost get a happy ever after? Um, I don't remember now. Did you read the dead? She romantics? does get a happy ever after. Oh yes, like I did. not a romantic happy ever after. Okay, I haven't finished The Dead Romantics because uh-huh. when I read it, it was over the summer and I was also still, I was in the mood that I'm in now for like <laughs> fluffy beach reads. And I was like, this is right book, wrong time. So I have it on my shelf, ready to go back to it, um, but I haven't yet. I should have in the fall when I was reading all ghost and witchy books, but mm-hmm. I forgot. But yeah, that's what I've been reading. I really think that you would love Ellen's Paradise series. Oh my gosh, that series is so good. It's three books. They're set in paradise. Like they're oh that so and she makes the setting like winter in paradise. I have been raging to you guys about how I need a book. You guys have just been absolutely silent <laughs> because you cat. don't want to read Ellen Hildebrand. You specifically said that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said I don't want to read that style of book. I think I you should give it a give it a chance. Please just try Winter in Paradise and if you hate it, that's totally fine. But like I that was my It's first, actually not fine. But that was my first <laughs> Ellen Hildebrand book and it's I love that series so much. It's phenomenal. And well, Kelsey and I have our next one on our Kindles right now too. So, and what I've been writing is I don't know where I left off. I think I was at like twenty six thousand yeah, words or something, and I'm like over forty now. So I'm kind of killing it. Except that <laughs> I need to be done with the draft May or March fifteenth. And I, I'm 40K in right now, and I need to be done with the, like, eighty to 90,000 word draft in 13 days. So we'll keep you guys posted on whether or not that happens. 
Um, but that's my reading and writing updates. Kelsey, let's hear you. Classic. Okay, so we'll keep it short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I um, finally finished the roughest draft. I loved it so much. So actually, we went to Florida. When was that? Last week. And um, we were staying with my cousin and her husband. And um, her husband picked m- me and Luke up from the airport. And he also picked his mom up from the airport on another flight. Anyways, she got into the car with us and we were talking about books. And um, she was like, I just finished my book on the flight. I need to find another one. And I was like, I just finished my book on the flight too. And so um, we switched books. And then I realized I gave away my only copy of the Rufus I still can't believe you gave it away. You're insane. But I oh, hope I, I hope she loves it because I love that book so much. It's so good. I it forgot to so say good. what I'm currently reading, and Which that is, is Meet Me at the Lake. Mm, Carly Fortune. Mm-hmm. One of our most anticipated. What Kelsey is also reading. That's why I remembered it. Oh. Yeah, I am. So I'm actually also reading that, and I love it. It's um, How it's far really in good. are you? I, I really don't know. I'm not, like, too, too far in. Maybe, like, 30, 30-ish percent of the way in. Oh, I'm 36 percent in, friend. I'm yeah, but you're going to finish about, about two and a half weeks before she does, so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> Probably um, so, yeah, I'm reading that, and I'm loving it. I just think Carly Fortune is very talented. Um, Me too. I don't know. She's such a good writer. And then I also finished Booked on a Filling by J.C. Lee, and then I downloaded Every Summer After, because I was just in a Carly Fortune mood. And I'm listening to that. And then I'm also listening to Taylor Jenkins read. Taylor, what's her name? That's right. Taylor Jenkins read. Didn't sound right for a second. One True Loves. And so I guess I've actually already listened to this, but I didn't remember it. But now it's like coming back to me. And it's also so good. I feel like Taylor Jenkins read can also do no wrong. All of her books are amazing. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, and... Writing I think update. that's it. How's writing going? Oh, writing update. Um, right now Amanda is editing, and I feel so bad for her. <laughs> right now, I am currently getting nightly texts from Kelsey saying, "I can edit this in three weeks, right? I can edit this in two weeks, right?" I feel so bad for Amanda. I'm so sorry. I asked her today, I was like, every manuscript is this rough, right? And she was like, um, some are. And I was like. <laughs> I mean, you don't want me to lie to you, right? So. Like, dang it. That's what I'm here for. Is she doing developmental? Never publishing. Or that's yeah. what you're doing right now? Yeah. But a little bit more, too. Basically, just like syntax stuff, so. And I don't, developmental I don't, because we've now dismantled two chapters and I'm only on chapter four. So I think my problem is, is that I write just like I talk. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100%. And we love you. But yes, you're not wrong. And like nothing. I don't know. I'll agree like, to sentence and then I'll see what Amanda suggests. And I'm like, why couldn't I freaking think of that? I get really mad. It'll get easier the more you do it. It's only your second book. Keep that in mind. I'm so sorry. You should have charged me more. Nah. Hey, Amanda, what's all I got reading? 
I'm so glad you asked. So since our last episode, I finished Crown of Midnight and Air of Fire. I listened to When in Rome by Sarah Adams, Carry On, and Wayward Son by Rainbow Roll. And then I also read Madly Deeply, which are the Alan Rickman diaries. Um, And then yesterday I finished a reread of Daisy Jones and the Six in preparation for the show but I listened to it this time and the full cast audio, I cannot recommend it enough. Phenomenal. One of my favorite audio books of all time. So, and can I ask you a stupid question? Sure. Are carry on and wayward son by the same person? You yes. said, is it supposed to be like carry on my wayward son? Yes. Okay. And then the, the third, the third book in the series is called anyway, the wind blows. So uh okay cool. which i started that audio and i was like i can't do this just like lost lost my interest so we'll circle back to that one and right now i am um like 75 percent of the way through queen of shadows so that's it been a lot of rereads lately so that's all i'm feeling oh and writing <laughs> <laughs> I have not been doing any writing. I've been writing for everybody else but myself. So doesn't help that I completely dismantled my fourth book yesterday. And now I have to start from scratch. So it is what it is. Sarah, what about you? Um, I haven't been reading a ton just because things have been so busy. But recently I did read um everything I'm gonna mention is something that hasn't come out yet because I'm a jerk. Um <laughs> this spells disaster by Torian Martin, which uh, again, like a queer um, witchy romance where uh, involves fake dating, basically this sort of like chaotic disaster, which has uh, a crush on the badass, you know, very competent spellcaster. They end up fake dating and there's some shenanigans possibly with a love potion made accidentally. Um, I also read My Roommate is a Vampire by Jenna Levine, who's a friend of mine. Uh, and that's a really good, really funny book. Um, that comes out later this year where um, someone answers uh, an ad for a room that seems too good to be true because the rent is so low and it turns out there's a reason for that and it's because he's like an absolutely adorable cinnamon roll vampire that doesn't know how to live in the world. Uh, And then the third one I read recently was Bear With Me Now by Katie Shepard, another friend of mine, and that one's just, she's a phenomenal writer. it's, it's mm-hmm. like angsty money and sentimental sort of about this this um, man struggling with some mental health issues and ends up uh, going to a wilderness retreat getting saved from a bear attack by um, the camp's handy woman who thinks he's there for alcoholism problems and through things happen she ends up being a sober companion for him even though he doesn't really need one but he doesn't want her to go away and he doesn't know how to tell her that he's just kind of a mess um, it's really good I love that. We, we actually have, have arcs of that. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, good. Lucky you. It's um, She's she's a really phenomenally talented writer. Uh, they all are. So Both of I, I And really speaking of, my na- is it my roommate or my neighbor is a vampire? My roommate is a vampire. Okay, that cover, adorable. And so is Super The Bear With Me Now. Both all yep. of those covers are, all three of those books, all of those covers are fabulous. They're all great. They're, they're all Berkeley books, um, yeah, which is why I'm, I'm getting them early. But oh, um, yeah, yeah Berkeley's absolutely killing it with the cover. Are those here. ones that you're like, are you blurbing those? Uh, yes, yes. I'm blurbing. Um, and then I know uh, Jenna and Katie from um, fandom spaces and, and life. So Fun. I do as well do that. I love that. Um, and then if we're doing writing updates, um, yes. I have not been writing recently, which is really weird because basically um, 
in about a, a year or so after I got the deal, I wrote about 350,000 words because I was, uh, they're doing a pretty rapid publishing schedule. So I've actually already finished the next two books in this wow. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was like, so now I'm doing like promo stuff and Q and A's and like trying to sound like a normal human being whose books you should buy. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's really weird taking a break because I, I don't know how to take breaks. So I was even like playing the Sims and like making my book characters into Sims. Cause I was like, I don't know how to let go. This sounds um, absolutely phenomenal. So and fun. now I want to download the Sims again. I know they have so many packs and it's like supernatural so I've got like vampire the third book has a vampire and a werewolf so I got the werewolf pack and the vampire pack and I've got the magic spellcaster pack and I'm like oh my god I'm spending so much money this is so cool oh they have so much I oh they've got like a paranormal one with ghosts they've got an archaeology one like oh they've got everything I have to write 40,000 words in two weeks. I can't download it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) She can't be doing this right now. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. (laughs) But after that, oh, game on, literally. (laughs) Yeah. And I think they've made it so the base game is free now because their money's coming from the expansion packs. Makes sense. So, yeah, there you go. I I was not paid by The Sims to be here today. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a paid partnership. We are sponsored by Sims and Dippin' Dots. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good jumping off point for <laughs> interview then. Um, I mean, you mentioned selling your books and now you've got three written, ready to go. So how was your selling process? How did you sell your books? It's, um, it's a bit weird. It's weird. Um, so I've actually been agented and trying to get published since uh 2017 so i've had a couple books die on submission rewrote to like different age groups it was not going well um and then in my spare time i was writing a lot of uh fan fiction a lot of star wars fan fiction just because i needed to have something fun to do because if you're just writing jules is gonna be so upset because she's a huge (laughs) star wars fan We'll have to find out later what her ship is and see if she's read any of my stuff. Um, So I wrote quite a lot of that because I was at such a point of despair over the publishing journey. It had been years. It was just wasn't going well. And it was like the writing wasn't flowing anymore because I was trying to write something that would sell instead of writing something I loved. So I fan fiction really like relit the fire and the inspiration. And I was just writing really silly stuff and serious stuff and just all over the place. Um, and one day, um, my editor at Berkeley just reached out to my f- secret identity on Twitter and was like, hey, I really like your writing. She got a book. And I did. That's <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. So it, awesome. it was really weird because after all of this time, like kind of grinding and doing the traditional submission process, this was a case in which um, an editor actually reached out. But it came after years of that not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel I feel really lucky and and so fortunate and so excited. So it was it was just like pinch me. How is this happening? That is insane. Did you sell all three at once, or was it just like one and then the opportunity to build on it? No, it was three. It was a three book deal from the That's... start. Mm-hmm. So that was also very exciting, <laughs> right? All it takes is one. Hey. Yep. So yep. did you already have an idea in mind for what you wanted your other two to be, or? Sort of. I, um, yeah, like I knew the second one I was, I don't know why I did this to myself. I was like, yeah, my second one is going to be like an amnesia road trip romance. Cause that's going to be super easy to do. <laughs> so I, uh, 
I like had an idea. I was like, yeah, I think I know that's what I'm doing for the third, for the second. And then the third, I was like, ah, I've kind of got an idea about, um, like this werewolf with anxiety who like buys a possessed rock online and there's like a sexy succubus vampire in it. Um, and that's actually based on my own eBay purchase history. Um, so <laughs> I am living for this. I yeah, love so, it. so I was like, I think I could do something with that. And they were like, sold. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Now I actually have to write this. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> sold. Take my money. Yeah, I'm very excited for when the third book comes out because I actually, it, it's because I, I was looking on Supernatural eBay, which I think is hilarious, like trying to find haunted objects. And so I found this like 99 cent plastic crystal that was supposedly possessed by this like vampire succubus named Eleonora. And all the descriptions were like, she is so sexy. Like she's got flaming red hair and emerald eyes and she'll visit her your dreams and all of this. So I thought that was hilarious. And I bought it um, possibly when I was drinking. Um, <laughs> and then I made it the plot of my third book where the hero is so, drinking and thinks it's hilarious so i actually have her and I'll, I'll i'll wear her in a little necklace when the third book comes out oh my god i love that i didn't even know supernatural ebay existed this is amazing i, I don't know well i just wanted to know if i could buy a ghost online <laughs> um, like that just seems fun there's also like a big haunted doll community on etsy and ebay so i've got a haunted doll i bought online for like 20 bucks she has not haunted me personally. Before. I, ha- I was <laughs> going to say, I have to know. Does she haunt you? No, she does not haunt me. She's supposed to smell like baking cookies. And like, I have not smelled any baking cookies. And she's just sitting in the corner right now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I just, thought it was, I just thought it was hilarious. Like this typo-filled thing that's like obvious bullshit. That's like, do you want this like beautiful immortal vampire succubus for 99 cents? And it was something like four bucks that I was shipping. So, I was like, absolutely. As one does. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think, I think the idea of like going online, like I was hoping to get something like an empty jar that supposedly had a ghost in it. Like that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, and I didn't find exactly this that. This is so I, much better though. Yeah. Yeah. This is so much better. So highly recommended now looking up people, haunted objects. Now people get to read the fruits of your supernatural eBay labor here. So. <laughs> I Can we my... have merch of this when this book comes out? <laughs> We all I wish I could own. find, like, you know how the, the, the listings get deleted? I wish I had copied down the exact wording of the listing because it was so funny. Um, but no. Eleonora has not haunted my dreams except for in panicked thoughts about the book, unfortunately. <laughs> super unfortunate. Did you name your vampire Eleonora? Yes. I love she it. Is, she I love is it. The, the vampire from That's eBay. Amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. You just went full send with it. I love it. Um, Juliana would like to know, uh, who your Star Wars fan fiction was about. Okay. Um, it was about Raylo. Oh, she's gonna be so happy. This is the part where everyone tells me I'm a bad person or something, but, ah, fuck it. (laughs) We know nothing about Star Wars, so we don't think you're a bad person. That's, that's good. Oh, people get weird about fictional ships. They're like, I think that this is problematic. I'm like, yeah, like, like I want the, the hot space wizards on opposite sides of a war to bone. Like who doesn't want that? I feel like that's wrong. standard, quite frankly. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's an enemies to lovers moment if I've ever that's heard. An one. To lovers. Oh, and they share like one soul and have a psychic bond. Like I'm not supposed to want them to bang. They like <laughs> hesitantly touch fingers across time and space after fighting each other. Like, oh, of course, of course I you want You know this. what this is sounding like? Mm-hmm um amanda what 
Well, I can't say it now. <laughs> oh, I, I think I know where you're going with this. Uh-huh. A little spoiler alert action. So sorry. Oh. But if, if you're listening and you know, you know. Oh no, this is so cryptic. It is a little <laughs> so also i'm i'm sorry if you can hear griffin's squeaky toy but he (laughs) has he's an attention whore and he like will not leave me alone when i'm like on the phone doing anything that does not revolve around him so he's literally on the floor at my feet the squeaking come say hi we've had a lot of star wars fans on the podcast here the past few weeks and now i think i'm finally convinced that i need to watch it i never have any star wars no oh yeah i know well i don't know uh, how i've made it this long but i have that's an accomplishment (laughs) actually it is it is a mixed bag like they're they're fun it's a fun franchise so it's uh can be quite tonally different depending on which movie you're watching i did ride the the ride at disney world though (laughs) oh i'm so jealous (sighs) it was super fun Totally the same thing. Yes. I've got like a lightsaber like three feet away from me here. So I've got like a weird shelf full of objects like my haunted doll and my lightsaber. I feel like nobody just likes (laughs) Star Wars. I feel like they either love it or they've never watched it. So I would like to get on that level. You know? That's true. true. I feel like I need to throw myself into a new fandom because, you know, until until sjm puts out a new book i'm i'm fizzling i'm dying Wait, what yeah what what fandoms do you normally like besides sarah j moss um, is that it <laughs> no i mean there's been lots over the years that's my most recent one though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um juliana and i are also a part of the ice planet barbarian <laughs> fandom hell yes okay we just recently well juliana has been trying to get us to read them for ever since we've known her um and finally i gave in i guess it was either like i think it was probably at the beginning of this year i don't know i we she read them with me and we read all 20 of them in like two weeks oh my Um, god (laughs) (laughs) there's another one that i think just came out this week or it's coming out next week or the week after is it the the relaunch of them um yeah yeah the new yeah the, yeah yeah the new yeah, covers, i'm very yeah. excited for that because i've been buying up oh it's not in this stack it's on my shelf but i've been buying up the new covers um i and, think they're so cute yes the and illustrated the, ones the illustrated well i have one through they are gorgeous i will give them i that. have one through three and four five and six which like four is about to come out i think four five and six are my favorite of the whole mm-hmm. series like the books are so i'm very excited to have those um four five six and eleven for anyone who's listening those are the ones i recommend the most um but yeah that's that's been my most recent fandom to hop on but there's been um, many over the years are you guys immortals after dark fans crest the coal no <gasps> okay that's I that's the pinnacle now. yes yes um you know so um <laughs> Faded Mates podcast um, with Sarah McLean. They started the entire first season talking about Immortals After Dark. It is like very hugely inspirational for me. It's an absolutely bonkers series in which um, there's this community of, of beings like Valkyrie and vampires and werewolves and all sorts of things living adjacent to us having supernatural like fights. And it's very much the Faded Mate dynamic. Um, and it's always like the guys are always like, yes, you are my fated mate. And and the 
women are like, who the fuck are you? Get away from me. Um, and it's always like cross species. Uh, it's phenomenal. That's my least favorite in the series. It's the first one. Um, (laughs) so I usually like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's very dub Connie at the beginning, just as a trigger warning for people. Um, but it also opens with the hero gnawing off his own leg because he smell he's been a tortured in like an eternal fire for 400 years and he smells his faded mate like somewhere above ground and gnaws off his own leg to get to her so like faded mates wow. on the podcast had a missing limb tally every single book someone loses a limb or like a hero brings the heroine a sack of severed heads as a present like it is nuts i love it so much it's very spicy i too. need to read these now you do Have you to. do I made um I made a spreadsheet for it. It's been a while. It was called the the IED spreadsheet of wonder or something. And I, I did like conditional formatting so that people and like formulas to average out the scores. So everyone's like ranking their favorite of however many books they're at, like 18 or something. Um, I love this. This is I the know. energy that I need in my life. I just right added now. them on on Goodreads. Good. Um, I will yeah. add them from yours. So And everyone thinks I'm in well, not everyone. There's a few people who understand. Like my favorite book in the series is often everyone's least favorite book in it because the hero does vivisect people. But like he's brainwashed, you know. And it's he fine. doesn't personally vivisect the heroine. So like I think it's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so I absolutely bananas if you're looking for a new fandom to get into. They're so readable and so good. I will be checking them out now. Yes. Just add it to the endless TBR. Because <laughs> it really is endless. Especially with the podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we have a lot. Yes. But it's also fun, I think. I don't know about you guys, but... Yes. They're like, no, this is awful. You're like, <laughs> well, here, you need to know that Madison never wanted to do this podcast in the first place. So. I did not. Oh, really? I'm, I'm a shy person. Um, I feel like I've warmed up. I seem okay now, um, but I'm very shy. And so the thought of getting on a podcast and talking to people just sent me into my closet um, for, you know, a panic attack quick it's over now but it's fine <laughs> but I've really enjoyed it and it's been really fun um but no when we first started they were like we're gonna start a podcast and I was like no we're not we're not and then they were like okay we've already you know got zoom um we're setting up the email and I was like okay we okay, are so booked. we are doing this we already booked our logo we're like we're like <laughs> yeah. okay yeah we hear you but we're doing it anyway <laughs> yeah what is your writing process like are you a pantser a plotter little bit of both um I'm I have like I'll write like a very long synopsis my my synopsis for each book of the series was about nine or ten pages um and I will follow that generally uh but not always and so it's kind of like I'm a bit of a discovery writer in the middle of it like sometimes I'll just throw things out sometimes I'll pants it um when I was writing the first book in this series I didn't really have it plotted out I didn't know how they're so it's a, it revolves around a soul bargain um, and I had to find some way for them to get out of the soul bargain so they can have a happy ever after and I had no idea how I was going to do that until about halfway through the book and I was like oh I guess I could do that so it really depends my very first book that I um, got agented for was heavily outlined like I had bullet points for every single chapter and it was so easy to write and I don't know why I've never been able to do that since <laughs> uh, but I haven't so ooh. <laughs> Um, so were you, 
I know you said that you were, they reached out to you when you were writing fan fiction Mm -hmm. and you already had this book. You said this book was already written. Uh Uh-huh. So had you been trying to sell this book already? No, it had just been finished. Oh, okay. It was fortuitous timing. So yeah, it it had not been on sub. And it was my first um, romance novel, actually. Everything else I'd been on sub, whether it was fantasy or- Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. That's so fun. fun. So fun. (laughs) Do you have any weird writing quirks or any like habits? Um, Buying things on eBay. Buying things on eBay. (laughs) not writing at anything resembling a desk I like write in my bed I Same. Write in my chair. um I also I write all over the city so I kind of I'll do little sprints of like an hour or two at a time and just sort of rotate around coffee shops and and different places because it's I get restless um I touch type very fast which is helpful um, which I, I learned that in school, they're no longer teaching touch typing. And I, I don't understand why they would stop doing that for elementary schoolers, because I would say that's probably the single most useful skill I learned. Um, I don't know. What is touch typing? I was about to say, explain what, what touch what? type is. Oh my, wait, how, how old are you? I'm 26. I'm oh my God. I know what you're talking about and I'm 31, so... Okay, I'm 35. Uh, touch typing is where your hands are, they have a specific position on the keyboard and you learn it so rote that you just stare, you don't have to look at the keys as you type and it helps you type really fast. So okay, I can- Okay, well, I, I learned that, like, uh, but I just didn't know it was called oh, that. Like okay. we had typing okay, class. Yeah. In computer so it's instead class, of like look typing, it would be like touch typing. Okay, that makes, we just yeah. did not call it that. We had like That's- a computer game program that we had to play that was just like teaching us how to That's type. That's why the F and the oh, J have those. those little dots, bumps on them. So you know where yep. to put your fingers at. Yeah, it's I never the, got the good at that keys. though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah well, that type to learn is what I learned how to type Type on. to learn, that's what yeah. I used. Okay. Oh. I just did not know it was called touch typing. Did anyone, did anyone use like Mavis Beacon? Yes. I loved Mavis Beacon. We had oh. Mavis Beacon on our, <laughs> I'm definitely dating myself now. Hello, baby. Um, <laughs> We, on my like desktop at home, my uh-huh, dad same. bought it for us and yes my sister and I would use it I played it like every day that and like math blasters I don't know all the learning games were so good did you ever play where in the world is Carmen San Diego yes I played I it on DOS I think we did too actually did you guys have yeah like really the really old like text-based sort of I mostly played this Barbie game <laughs> <laughs> on my on my home computer i'd dial up and go to barbie.com i played I, a lot of dr seuss too i played frogger a lot frogger, oh, was, oh, yeah. frogger was a good one i played, I played frogger the... on my playstation one and i don't know if Just anyone has ever heard of operation neptune but that was another one of my go-to games i played the they had a bill nye the science guy uh game where you had to like solve poisoning mysteries um and do like little experiments i did that one too that and there was an american cool. girls game where you got to put them in like a play and Ooh. have them act i out. played a lot of the sims and <laughs> nancy drew computer games those oh, were roller coaster life. tycoon <gasps> i or, like was a i still to this, to this day uh-huh. would play roller coaster tycoon uh-huh like, if i could find it for my mac i would play it every day i like, found it for you my can, mac you can buy a- them on big fish dot com and you don't have to buy the disc 
I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like, yes. Did you play like the the DOS version that was just called Coaster where you yes. got to like, yes. Oh my God. I feel like I'm revisiting my childhood. That's like an OG computer game for me. Yes. <laughs> okay. This one was not a computer game, but it was my favorite game ever. We used to play it on the PlayStation. It was called Hydro Thunder. I've never heard of that. You know what that is? Nope. No, my favorite game on the PlayStation was Spyro. The original. I've also I've never had any kind of um gaming system like PlayStation or Xbox or anything. So I still don't know how to use I feel very embarrassed when friends might have me play and I'm just like running in circles and like accidentally killing myself. I don't know. My, how par- to use my parents were very much of the idea that like video games were gonna rot our brains or something. Yes. Um it was the books that did it. <laughs> this is true. So they should have been worried about those instead of the video games, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. So I just never learned that like skill set uh, other than like the Sims and like simulation games on my laptop. Like I can do those, but it's very embarrassing. Like trying to do, try to. Do, like, I only Skyrim had ones. like <laughs> the PlayStation when I was young, um, so I don't know how to do any of the more modern things. So I remember a couple years ago, I wanted to play Assassin's Creed on my husband's Xbox, and I learned how to play it on there, and I was really good at it. And then he played and lost my spot, and so I've never played a game since. Joshua. We ran out of space on it or something, and he like erased something and didn't realize he erased my game. And I had oh, gotten no. so far, and then that's been the end of my video gaming experience. Oh. I was like, I'm not trying that again. Oh no! I always like get confused on what screen I am. Like, I'll think that I'm like be doing wonderful, and then I'm like actually in the corner running around in circles. <laughs> so on brand for you. <laughs> on brand. I'm like, oh I yeah, a- got him. We had a GameCube, and. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine was my favorite game ever, and then we played a ton of Mario Kart growing up too. So Mario Kart is so good. We actually still play Mario Kart like every New Year's Eve with my husband's family. It's so fun. That's cute. That is fun. We just got off on a whole way <laughs> tangent again. <laughs> All right. Next question. Um. Who are some authors that inspire you? Uh, Cressley Cole is definitely one of them. Um, Immortals After Dark. My other favorite romance novelist is Mel Jean Brooke. I don't know if you've read her stuff. Um, she's been writing uh, under Millivane recently. Um, she writes this most incredible like fantasy and sci-fi romance. She's got the Guardian series, which is sort of a paranormal um, demons versus supernatural humans. She's got a steampunk series called the iron seas uh and now she's got this like fantasy barbarian world that she's writing as millivane and she is the best world builder i think of any author i've ever read like the iron seas world building is absolutely insane it's like what if the mongol horde subjugated um most of the world using nanotechnology and exported sugar and then we're looking at the after effects centuries later um all over the world so it's like what's happening in iceland and what's happening in indonesia and what's happening uh, like in an airship over the mediterranean and and she's just a very talented writer so that um as a kid i i would say like ray bradbury um and ursula Le Guin and um 
Douglas Adams were pretty formative. I, I definitely came from more of a, a fantasy sci-fi background. My mom shared her books with me. Uh, so she had, she had quite a collection. And then I don't know, I feel like there's just, there's so many authors out there that just, uh, you find little pieces of inspiration in all kinds of places. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm struggling to think of other names. I just know that like, like I remember reading like Ash Post and the Dead Romantics and just being like, like crying over that, like little, <laughs> the family and the funeral in a small town. And it kind of, you have these little sparks where it reminds you why you write. And um, uh, anyone where I can just like visualize their world uh, is, I'm, I'm really big into that. Love that. Is that what you just said, Amanda? <laughs> we do that a lot. It's nice to have, we don't get to like interview authors too often that are like, voracious readers and you definitely <laughs> are one so it's kind of nice to gush over books like a lot of books and a wide range of them I feel like I've fallen behind the last few years because um being a mood reader I couldn't read during the pandemic it was weird I went from I was reading like three books a week before lockdown to I I didn't finish a single book for a year I think the the first one I finished was well over a year into the pandemic it was um uh, we've always lived in the in the castle uh, and it was like short and it was good enough and so I was still reading fan fiction and I was still writing fan fiction it was like yeah. these bite-sized things I could do but um, I'm so behind and I feel like I'm I'm not caught up yet I'm still not back where I was it used to be just constantly like churning through books and instead mm -hmm. it's like oh I can name like three or four books like I've been reading maybe like one a month and that's definitely not where I used to be so hopefully it comes back and I can go back to being just as voracious but also hard when you're you've now writing is like your yeah. your second job oh, so we you... get that trust yeah. us we get it <laughs> yeah all major mood readers too so uh -huh. well i don't kelsey's not so much of one um but jules and madison and i definitely are so well kelsey just has basically one style of book that she likes anyway postal romance basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that is her mood i've branched out to rom-coms i'm i've I don't I just got super tongue-tied honestly before starting this podcast like I never even really read romantic comedies so I don't know I'm growing guys <laughs> well that is your constant mood you never like switch moods like in your mind you are always at the beach so it makes sense <laughs> that is very true I texted Madison Madison when was that it was like yesterday I was like nothing fits because I'm pregnant and I was like, and I'm very upset that I'm not living at the beach right now. Like those were my two main <laughs> concerns yesterday. <laughs> my mood is constantly changing. Like one day I'm like, I am a witch. So that's what I'll be reading today. <laughs> and then another day I'm like, I am sitting in a car. Warrior. I am sitting in a car with the windows down in the salty sea air blowing through my hair. And that's <laughs> all I'll be reading for the next three weeks until I'm sick of it. And then I'm like, I am an Illyrian warrior. I am. Yeah. I am, so that's what I'll be reading. Um, and it's honestly upsetting because then I just blow through everything that's like in that style. And then I'm just <laughs> in like a severe book hangover until I find some other mood that I decide that I'm going to be in. Mm -hmm. And I have no control over it either. It just mm -hmm. happens to me. And it's like, it's not just my book reading either. It's like my entire personality for those two weeks that I'm reading that. And then it's just gone. Like, let's not, let's talk about your Scottish Highlander fixation that lasted like a month. Oh, she, did you read I mean, Karen Marie Monning? 
No. There's a new one for you. Wait. Okay. 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 You want, you want, like, she is very much in the Sarah J. Moss vein of someone who writes, like, uh, these fantasy series with some, like, hot, hot banging. Um, the shaking. Fever series. I'm so freaking she, out. Okay. Okay. So, for, so Karen Remoning, M-O-N-I-N-G. Um, yes. She started out writing. I got her right time, here. She started out writing time travel Highlander romances. Um, <gasps> oh, and then she turned into this sort of um, apocalyptic uh, set in Ireland uh, a series called The Fever Series. It's about 10 books long, but the first five are like the core of the series about this American girl who goes to Ireland and finds out that the Fae are trying to like break through and subjugate the world. Um, and she's got this like very mysterious, very hot man named like Jericho Z. Barons, who's like owns a bookstore and like has, oh a, has a dark secret. And then Which series like a- is this? The Fever series. It starts with fever. Dark Fever. I can't believe you haven't read it. Uh, get ready to be obsessed. These sound amazing. Uh huh. They are. She literally she started, started on Goodreads. I've started... added so many things on Goodreads since we've gotten on here. <laughs> she started with Tessa Dare. Oh and my god! Got yes. Us into Tessa Dare. Well, I uh-huh, uh-huh. I started reading Tessa Dare, and then she I read everything Lisa, Tessa Dare has written. Went into Re- Lisa Claypass, uh-huh. and then. I'm the only one of us that has actually read the Outlander books. Well, I mean, Madison started the series, but she watched the show. And I I mean, she made that show her entire personality for probably a month. Well, Amanda, I am which is fine. Scottish, so oh my um, god, yes. Let's not forget your ancestry. Well, I also went down that little tiny rabbit hole. Let's be real. Okay, but I am twenty three percent Scottish, and I am related to the Frasers. So um, I think that it it's a part of me. It was a little (laughs) different. Um, That obsession was near and dear to my heart. And honestly, my Instagram (laughs) Explorer page is still just pictures of Jamie. Like, let me pull it up. It knows what I was saying. Sam Hewen is a... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. His book is so good, too. I love his book. I feel like my Instagram suddenly became Scottish. I mean, this is my Explorer page at all. Sam (laughs) Hewen, man. Remember when Kelsey told us that Sam Hewen was Scottish? Yeah. (laughs) So I um I was at Comic Con when Outlander was premiering there, so I actually got oh. to sit in the audience like ten people no. away from him, mm-hmm, and got to see it on the big screen. There was like Bear McCreary was there, like they did like a I live love Bear McCreary so. Oh my god! Much. Wait, are you are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? No, she's not. Oh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> fine. So the the Battlestar Galactic reboot is one of my fandoms that I was got really into, and he does um, the music for the show, and it was so good. Well, I have always wanted to go to Comic Con, and it started with Cassandra Clare. Um, oh, that was that was when I first found out about it um, because I remember her posting something about being at Comic Con, and I was like, "Well, I have to go." And that was you know fifteen years ago, and I still haven't gone. Um, but one day, one day I'm going to go day. to Comic-Con and I'm going to live my nerdiest dreams. It was a lot. It was a lot. I only went the once um, because at the time I was dating someone who was very much in like the the comic book um, and movie space. Uh, and so I went and like, it was fun, but like just you are surrounded by thousands of people. And by the end of it, like your feet want to fall off and like mm. you are exhausted, but you got to see some really cool stuff. So my husband is very nerdy, but about different things so I think we would really enjoy comic-con uh not together mm-hmm. I think we'd split up and do our own things but I think we would really enjoy ourselves 
And then you could just come together at the end and be like, this is what I did. This is what I did. Yeah, that sounds fun, honey. I'm glad you had a great time. Oh, I I just missed. Um, I I snuck into like one of an industry um party, and I heard that I had just missed like Pedro Pascal like making people ice cream sundays or something. And I I will forever mourn. So, do you live in California? Loss. No, I used to. Um, oh. I I lived in L.A. for ten years. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Did you like that? Hmm? How'd you like that? Oh, oh, I loved it. I love LA. Um, I'm actually going back for a little a release party at the Rift Bodice on March 10th. That's so, so I want to go there so badly. The so oh, the Rift Bodice is so great. It's a beautiful store um, and an amazing selection of books and just, just a lovely space. Uh, so I loved LA. It was so busy. It's There's always something happening and cultural experiences and just weird stuff. We're like, I don't know. Do you want to go to some like weird abandoned warehouse downtown and like eat dinner in a giant like multimedia cube while yes. like people play harps? Like, yeah, I I do. I do want to do that. So I, I miss it. It's I, I don't miss the parking. I don't miss the traffic, but I miss a lot about it. Do we have any more questions? I feel like we've gotten off on a lot of tangents. <laughs> it hardly like talked about writing, but this has been so fun. I know. <laughs> Well, I mean, one of our last questions is what do you have coming next? But I mean, we've already kind of talked about your next two books. So oh, I had a question. Yeah. 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 What's the release schedule like for those? Since um, So uh, the second book it. is called A Demon's Guide to Wooing a Witch. And that comes out, I think, November 28th. It comes out right after Thanksgiving, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Oh, um, I love And that. then the third book, we don't have a title finalized yet. As of right now, the release date is March 4th, 2024, which is a very fast. I uh, I don't like these dates change all the time, so I'm not right. sure, but but yes, so it's it's roughly 6 to 8 yeah. months between books. Yeah. That's really uncommon for trad authors, I feel yeah. like too. So I think they saw the amount of fan fiction that I just absolutely shat out uh, and were like, "Oh, this is <laughs> she, this lady can touch can type, do I it. tell you what." Uh, <laughs> It's nice though that people don't have to wait forever too because we hate that. So, yeah, I think I would go. I would be climbing the walls um, if I if I was on a year long schedule because even with like the the crazy drafting, I was given about eight months to finish each book. I, I was still drafting like other books in between, so I, I've got a couple like works in progress. So I just I, I <laughs> don't have much of a life, I guess. <laughs> Relatable yeah. though. If you had to be any supernatural being, what would you be? Oh. I would Probably be a unicorn. witch because I feel like <laughs> Oh boy. I'm excited. Okay, a witch. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably a witch. Just so I feel like y- you never know what kind of spells you might be able to do. Like maybe I could like fly and be invisible and like shapeshift in- into things. So it feels like there's more possibility for different areas of, of supernaturalness. I dig it. And wh- what would you all be? Kelsey's <laughs> a unicorn. unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on the fence because I would either want to be a witch, a fairy, or a mermaid. Oh, okay. Um, you could maybe be like I a hybrid. All of them. Yeah. At once. You're like the illicit child of like a, a merman and a fairy, and you learned magic um, by accident. 
Wow, you just put an idea in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Not if Sarah gets to it first. (laughs) Uh, I think initially I wanted to say vampire, but then I remembered that I'd have to live on blood forever. (laughs) So the answer to that question for me is 100% witch, because that's the next best thing, I think. (laughs) Wait, so if it wasn't like, what about being a vampire? Because like the blood is like the whole thing. If you're like, everything is great about being a vampire. Like what's the great part about being a vampire? Living forever. Unlimited experience. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's true. That's true. I would not want to live forever. I mean, if I get, here's the thing though. If you, if it got to the point one day where I was like, I'm really sick of being on this earth and I'm just stake my ass and call it good. Yeah. I feel like so long, like generally it's like in the books, it's like, if you behead someone, you're probably not gonna re- come back from that generally yeah, just um, that off, then that's fine yeah so it's like okay so long as i can guillotine myself at some point like 400 years down the line like i'm i'm fully yeah. in for immortality i think that's solid yeah i'd, I'd fuck with that mm-hmm. but the blood man just trips me up every time yeah can't i just couldn't like if i could eat real food and oh, enjoy it and actually be a vampire that'd be perfect the blood, um, so actually the first book in Cressley Cole's series does have a female vampire Valkyrie hybrid. And I'm just going to say, if you've ever questioned the things that vampires could possibly do uh, in the bedroom during oral sex, Cressley Cole will go there. Oh. She will, wow. she will go there and she has gone there. Oh. So in homage to that, I'm seeing if I can go there a little bit in my third book. We'll see if Berkeley's like too far. Too far. I don't know. I feel like Berkeley's really been pushing the envelope on some stuff lately, so. But Cressley Cole goes there and um, many other places as well. I'm going to have to check this out now. I'm going to have to. (laughs) Just for, like, research sake. Just for research. Yeah. So you can reconsider if you might actually want to be a vampire. Cressley Cole did not sponsor this episode either. (laughs) Like, (laughs) no one is paying me to be here. (laughs) Well, us either, so relatable. (laughs) Oh, good. I've added so many books to my TBR. Yes. Um, okay. You have to let me know how you feel about all of them. I, okay. I, I want updates. Okay. Well, you know, I am in my, in my beach read mood right now, but it'll probably swing to fantasy pretty quickly. Um, like so, so what I'm saying is you may not hear from me for a few weeks, but then once I start reading all of them, it'll be really fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> And then, and then I'll read all of them. But yes, I added, um, the Immortals After Dark, Mm -hmm. the Iron Seas, Mm -hmm. and the Fever series. That's the ones that you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're, if you're in a Sarah J. Moss mood, Fever series is, is going to be your thing. So. Okay. Well, I'm really waiting on her to just finally announced something put us out of our misery yeah so maybe that's what i'll read whenever i'm just really done with waiting on her with her i mean she did like recently have create a human you know didn't yes she's got a little kid yeah that's fair but still amanda's like that's fair but i'm over it (laughs) you had you did the maternity leave thing now give us a book please (laughs) I think what's throwing all of us off is that she said 18 to 24 months and now we're at that timeline where Uh-oh. something could be announced. We if she went the 18 month timeline, you know, mm-hmm. and we're just like, 
is she going to announce something now or are we going to wait another six months? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. We also, you haven't read Crescent City yet, but it leaves off on a really, really big cliffhanger. Oh, so no. That's, that's why we're all dying. And that's why we're all like, maternity leave is over, Sarah. This is why we're <laughs> we're going to task you with reading Crescent City and then you oh, blow no. us up once you do. Because oh, no. we'll shit your I, I have to finish Quarter Silver Flames first. You True. do need to You do. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I will agree with that assessment. Yeah. Maybe oh, you I- can finish it, you know, in a nine-month timeline. <laughs> <laughs> you got a month left. I love okay. my book so much. Nesta so. was a hard sell for me at first, but she mm-hmm. grew on me. I love her so much now, though, so... And Cassian's just always been my favorite. So oh, always hot. Oh, I really like Az. I'm really excited for Azrael to to get some he's kind of super sexy. mysterious. He's mysterious. It's sexy. Yeah. I'm and a like, Reese also... girly. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> oh, Re- Reese is like very hot. Very yeah. hot. Yeah. But of the Bat Boys, Cass is my dude. So yeah. I've got to finish because I I need to understand why nobody's seeing Tamlin. <laughs> what the. But, we're, oh my we're god we're tamlin girlies honey we all love tamlin he's so high up there that we we just we don't even have to, to talk mention about him. him he's just a given everybody knows you don't even have to talk about him yeah it's, yeah he's just he's, he's so great <laughs> i want to marry him i'm so confused <laughs> i want to have all his spring court babies oh right now this is so good maybe I'll finish it after. Pick it up I... right now. And just start hey, reading. going to pick it up right now? She's reading Meet Me at the Lake. True, and we do record with Carly. Get the audiobook, friend. Get it. You have the audiobook, don't it. you? I tried it. I didn't love it. Okay, they well, just do the regular audiobook. <laughs> they puke a lot, she says. Don't do the graphic audio. Yeah, don't do the, the graphic. Regular. Just do the regular one. Okay. Please, for the love of all that is holy finish that okay. book she's just so close to the good parts she's because, so you know, she's literally Sarah J. Moss far writes... away from the inn of the first book no she's second. like she's like two chapters away from the inn scene in oh Fury. and then oh. she was like it's just kind of slow and put it down oh. and I was like, what are you doing they left the summer court i'm just not i loved it they, they don't live in the summer court they have to leave eventually they should live there it'll be summer in the night court at some point (laughs) (laughs) they have seasons there just like everybody else well i was so so excited because it had a little bit of a bt element to it i'm like okay perfect and then they left you just want to like there's water in the night court tamlin huh there is water in the night court okay yeah, no, it's frustrated us to no end that she stopped where she did, too. Uh-huh. We have this conversation with her at least once a week, probably. Because she's like, guys, I feel so left out when you guys talk about this. And it's like, you don't have to be left out. You could read it. Oh. Easily. Mm-hmm. Even Jules has read it. And Jules is not a fantasy girl, either. Has Jules read any more past that? Or no? Jules has read the entire series. Oh. Did she read okay. Silver Flames? Yeah. I don't think she read Silver Flames. Oh, well, either way, she's read more than Kelsey has. So. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Sarah, we can let you go. 
Okay, my my cats are circling like sharks. They know it's time for dinner. So sounds about right. <laughs> but this still. was fun. Yeah, thank you so yes, much for joining so us. We had a blast. All right. Have a good evening. Thank you, you too. You too. All right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. I like to say preferred because that's what Julie says. I always do too. Um make sure you follow us on ATAs and Heartbreaks.pod on Instagram, where we have a really pretty feed. I do nothing to contribute to it, but Amanda and Madison make sure it looks really pretty. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um all right, that's it. See you guys next time, Heartbreakers. Shoot, yeah, boy. <laughs>